Welcome to LifeCast, where we elevate lives through powerful life and health principles. My name is Dr. Dallin. I'm a normal guy who happens to also be a husband, a father, and a chiropractor. I have found that what life gives us depends largely on how we choose to live. And how much we give back, well, that depends on how much we're willing to learn and apply. Life is a gift. Yes, it's exhilarating, but it can be difficult too, and at times feel like a dream. A philosopher named Descartes, trying to figure out if his life was actually real, came to the conclusion that, I think, therefore I am. My friends, we are alive. This is our time to learn and grow. This podcast is devoted to discovering and sharing powerful life principles that will help to elevate our lives, making them more meaningful and happy. Let's learn together. This is LifeCast. Welcome to LifeCast. Uh, again, Merry Christmas. Um, I, I hope you are really enjoying this time of year with, with your loved ones, um, with your family, um, and I hope that you personally are enjoying it, that it's increasing your happiness, that it's increasing your joy uh, and, and really your zest for life, because I think that's one of the amazing things that Christmas does uh, for us is, is it really increases our, our, our zest for life. And there's some reasons for that. We're going to talk a little bit about that in this shorty. Um, we're going to talk about uh, reclaiming Christmas, and and not just now, just not during the time of Christmas, but all year long. So to do that, let's. I want to kind of set some background for Christmas, uh, talking about the holiday, where it came from, the word, um, even looking at winter solstice, which happens here at the same time of the year, and really our society, a lot in our society, are choosing to supplant uh, the celebration of Christmas with winter solstice. It happens. You know, at the same time, and uh, arguably, winter solstice has been being celebrated for for millennia. Um, you know, as as our ancestors uh, um, marked kind of the, the shortest day of the year. Um, but first of all, let's let's talk about Christmas and really where that uh, kind of that the word came from. So, Christmas uh, comes from Greek, Latin, and Hebrew uh, translations of of Christ originally. Um, but in Old English, we first start to see the semblance of the word Christmas as we now know it, uh, in the form of Christmas. Um, I don't, I have to be frank, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I'm not a linguist. Um, but Christmas literally means Christ's Mass, or the gathering for Christ, or our gathering for Christ. So there's, there's quite a bit of symbolism in the word Christmas, uh, more than we probably uh, have known, more than, to be frank, I've known for many years. Um, but Christmas truly is our gathering for Christ. Um, but again, it also coincides with uh, this time of year um, that we call winter solstice, uh, which happens the 21st of every year. And winter solstice, is, as many of you know, uh, is the shortest day in the whole year. There's less light on that day um, that is given to earth than any other day uh, uh, in the year. And so um, the sun is at its lowest point on the horizon. Um, it, it typically can be the coldest day, not necessarily is. Obviously, um, pressure systems and weather coming in and wind and so on and so forth can change that. But literally, there's there's less of the sun's energy given to us on that day. Um, and uh, and so there's there's 
a lot of reasons why our ancestors celebrated this. And they, and they obviously weren't celebrating the, it being the shortest day. They were celebrating that because it was the hope of every day after that got brighter, right? It was, and warmer and, and, and more and more light. The days got longer and longer. So, um, I, there's there's thought among scholars that this is why we celebrate they decided to celebrate christmas at this time was because of this this coincidence between well the shortest day of the year giving way to more light and brightness and therefore you know christ being the symbol of uh, uh the christian symbol of light that this would be a good uh place to put this because christ's birth truly did symbolize um more light coming to the earth um darkness fleeing and leaving and so, um, because Christ's birth is actually thought to have been sometime in March or April, actually, but celebrating his birth, uh, to, I guess, to those back when Christmas was first enshrined, uh, um, you know, in, in the medieval times, uh, that, that this really uh, would, would be a good time to place it along with winter solstice and the celebration of light, more light returning to the earth. But I, I want to explore, after going over that history, I want to explore why and how has Christmas become such a magical time of year? It's unparalleled among any other of our celebrations that we do. I mean, yeah, there, there's just nothing to compare to it. Even even songs uh, uh, capture this, and and one song that I I I like, I really love, actually, uh, our family loves it, um, and and actually done by Sarah McLaughlin, who's one of my favorite artists. Uh, um, I have many favorites, but she's among the top. Um, she sings a Christmas song written by Vince uh, Guillardi, and it's entitled Christmas Time is Here. We've all heard it. Um, you know, Christmas time is here, magic in the air. So we've all heard this song, um, but repeated in the chorus is the phrase that describes the power of this time of year and, and how we wish it could linger, right? That it would stay, that it would just wouldn't end. And, uh, it, the, the, the phrase in the chorus is, quote, Oh, that we could always see such spirit through the year. So even our music has captured this, this real palpable feeling of a difference. Um, you know, a birthday is fun. Definitely. Uh, friends over, presents, but it is not magical, you know, at all. Right. There's there's no lead up to it except for a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's my birthday. I'm going to have a party. But there's no there's no magic to it. There's no change in in seeking for peace, you know, with people and forgiveness. Um, Valentine's Day is great. Definitely great. But it's not magical. It doesn't increase. It lead to an increase in any real feeling of true and deep love, nor does it really increase the feeling of giving to everyone just the person we might be attracted to. Um, holidays are great. But they don't lift our spirits and turn us towards more thoughts of peace and kindness. Um, in fact, holidays nowadays tend to wear us out. Um, and, and sadly, uh, Christmas is somewhat becoming that way. But even in spite of that, there, there is a definite palpable difference between other celebrations and holidays we have in Christmas. Consider the things we do for Christmas, the tinsel, the wrapped gifts, the decorated trees, all the special foods and, and, you know, parties that we have. You know, and it could go on, on and on about some of those things, but we have some of these same traditions for our other holidays. They might be different foods, but we still have special foods for, you know, uh, birthdays. We have cakes, uh, you know, for, for anniversaries. We have special dinners for New Year's and Thanksgiving, but nothing, uh, none of these things that we have, you know, even the gifts for, for birthdays, like I talked about, nothing compares to the elevated and truly magnificent feeling 
of Christmas, our gathering for Christ. And just a question, could this special and very different feeling of Christmas be Christ's gift to us? Literally Christ giving us a glimpse of what our lives could be like all year long? Um, you know, and more of this evidence of difference, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to uh, watch the podcast uh, that I just uh, loaded on the World War I Christmas Truce, the Christmas Truce of 1914, uh, the very famous, miraculous Christmas Truce, um, where you had bitter enemies who were just killing each other days before. Um, in fact, they had, the war started in July of, of 1914, and, and the Christmas Truce happened in December of 1914, so six months after the war started, and it had the fighting had been brutal and intense, very bloody, a lot of people killed. Um, you had the commanders on both sides, the Allied forces as well, the German forces that said absolutely no celebrations with the enemy. But here you had soldiers in the trenches who had been killing each other just days before organize a truce for two days, for 48 hours, come out of their trenches and truly brotherly kindness, peace, goodness occurred. You know, they didn't just like say, hey guys, we're going to celebrate Christmas in our trance. You guys celebrate Christmas in our trance. Let's not try to do any fuzzy, funny business with each other. Let's not try to, you know, kill each other and take advantage of each other during these two hours, these two days. Let's at least, you know, we're going to do our own celebrations, but let's, let's not sneak in on each other and try to, you know, try to hurt each other during these two days. Let's do a truce that way. No, it went much deeper than that which is Christ's invitation to us to go much deeper with one another. And they came out of the trenches, those who had been killing each other the days before, in defiant, and, 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 they, and, and, and this truce in defiance of their commanders, and they weren't afraid of that, what might come from that, the disobedience of those orders, but they came out of the trenches and, and, and gave gifts to each other, gave each other haircuts. They ate meals together in celebration of Christ's birth in this gathering for Christ. Or Christmas. So World War II shows the great, the, the great difference between this particular celebration and any other that we do. Um, Christ came, and I, I want to read a couple of things. Um, Christ came to bring peace. It's recorded that he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And again, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the invitation that Christ gives to us. This is what he's offering. This is what he's asking all of us to live by, right? And we, we feel it, right? Every year at Christmas, we feel it. And, and we're, we are, we are, the coolest thing that can happen is when each one of us can stand and say, oh, I saw that happen. Or yes, I know that occurred because I was there. Or no, I felt, boy, when I was in that movie, I felt it was so moving. We can all personally say the same thing about Christmas, that it's a very different time of year. And, and again, I feel that it's, it's because of Christ's gift to us showing us what life could be like. Now, I want to kind of break here for a minute and, and talk. There's many of us uh, in society, many of uh, even my family members and friends who um, don't feel religion 
uh, or God have anything to offer because of experiences in their life. Some of it might be uh, because of people they've trusted in the past uh, that that have you know supposedly been very religious and have failed them. Uh, sometimes it's because of abuse by those who they've respected in in a in a spiritual manner as a spiritual leader, and and that spiritual leader abused them. Sometimes it's it's from their own misconceptions of what. God is saying and, and, and guilt that, you know, comes and so on and so forth. So there's so many different ways how we can be driven away from religion. And religion, ironically, comes from, uh, Latin word, or sorry, uh, I believe it's Latin words. Uh, my mind is failing me here right now. But re, to come again, and Lijon to, to reconnect, right? Religion is to, uh, connect us reconnect us with God. And and sadly, in so many ways, it doesn't do that. The other day, I was talking to a patient in my office. Uh, I've gotten into some interesting conversations with patients. It doesn't always surround health. Um, and to be frank, uh, our, our emotional and our spiritual health quite often impacts, actually, our physical health. So um, more than we like to think, our, our emotional and spiritual health really does, does affect um, our well-being. But we were talking about his his parents growing up because he's going to go back and visit them for Christmas, um, and that was kind of scuttled because of of the COVID restrictions and so on and so forth. But he was telling how how he's he's both Italian and Irish, and his great grandparents uh, um, fell in love with each other. One was Italian, one was Irish. And that's a no-no, was a huge no-no, created a tremendous amount of stress. Uh, they had to uh, elope and, and, uh, and because of that. Um, but they also, um, they got, they had a baby out of wedlock, right? They got pregnant or sorry, they got pregnant prior to being married, which was a huge no-no in the, the, uh, predominantly Catholic, um, uh, Irish and Italian communities. And so they were, very uh, marked because of that and ostracized because of that and made to feel very bad because of that. Um, and um, because of this early pregnancy and, and, and things, um, his great grandfather went into the military uh, very, very at a very young age um, to kind of create some space there and to help alleviate the stress. Um, well, when he came back and, and, and him and his, his wife came back together uh, it wasn't very many years before they got divorced because of just the stress of, of, of everything in the community and the way the community treated them. Um, and it's really sad, right? That here's this supposed religious community. Um, and it led to so much heartache in these, in these two people. Um, and eventually, um, while there may be other contributing forces to their divorce, the, the religious, um, aspect of it was, was real and palpable that there was not the support the love and the kindness there. Um, there was just the judgment for wrongs done. And so I, I want to ask the question with this example, and, and each one of us have our own, uh, um, those of us who do still believe strongly and are close to their belief in God, as well as those who have strayed from it be, because of maybe what I've just described in different aspects or other reasons. Um, I want to ask, is it religion that's bad or is it humanity that has the problems? Is it human beings that actually create the real dissonance, that create the wedges between us and God, that create the misunderstandings and, and the, and the bad feelings? Um, and, and I think in most cases, we'll find that either it's us personally that has created that, or 
other people, other people that we have trusted, uh, other human beings. Um, and I hope that we, we see that in its right light, that we separate God and that we separate what Christ invites us to do and to be and to feel, um, from people, from the people that are around us that, you know, are just as weak and just as volatile and just as stubborn as we are personally. And, and the fact that we hope that what we do to other people and what we, the stress and, and, and hard heartache that we cause on other people, um, that we, and we hope for that, that, that to be let go, that we let go of that a little bit. And especially with reference to God, that we don't put the way other people treat us, even if they are in a, in a position of, you know, someone we should be able to spiritually trust, that we don't allow that to separate us from God and from Christ. But I wanted to throw that out there because I know that does impact, um, you know, our feelings towards this time of year. Uh, and even, even with that though, <laughs> I think we still feel the specialness of this year. And again, I think it is because of Christ's gift to us at this time of year. But my friends, uh, it really is Christmas, uh, time hailed, uh, throughout the year. Billions, okay, billions celebrate this time of year, uh, regardless of whether they believe in Christ or not. It is astounding. Um, it is hailed throughout the world as a time of peace, goodwill, giving, love, and forgiveness and reconciliation, where kindness and looking at the good in people prevails over pessimism, hate, and fault-finding. It truly is astounding. My fellow travelers on this path, uh, this path we call life, we're all seeking happiness and light. And we get excited, uh, and we can see you know, why our past ancestors got excited when winter solstice would mark the turn from decreasing light in every day to increasing light in every subsequent day. Well, Christmas, or this gathering for Christ that we celebrate, has become, and I would suggest rightly so, as evidenced by the great increase in giving, peacefulness, kindness, and forgiving feelings, all the things that we've talked about before, um, these things are light in our life. Just like the increase of sun is something to celebrate after the shortest and coldest day of the year, December 21st. They celebrate the increasing of light. So Christmas is a celebration of Christ and the light that he, the increased light that he brought to the world. And to be frank, that he offers to each one of us individually. Um, and again, the feeling that we feel is Christ's gift to us. And it's this glimpse. His gift is a glimpse of what it could be like all year long if we choose it. And I hope that, that we do choose it and, and let's, let's do that. Let's actually choose it. That we choose to look at our lives, to consider the feelings we feel this time of year and to say, how can I make this happen all year long? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? How, how differently do I need to look at this person or my wife or my kids even or my mom or my dad, my brother or sister? What, what do I need to do to have more love, more peace and to create more of that throughout all year long? New Year's is coming, a time when we, uh, you know, think of new beginnings, writing goals, starting fresh, look at what we want the whole new year to be or the, this, this whole next year to be like. And I hope that we don't allow COVID, the presidential election, the things that, that the world is going through to separate us 
from what we're feeling, what we could feel right now, and from our making that connection with what this celebration this year is really about. And that is our gathering for Christ, this glimpse that Christ gives us of what life could be like every day, all year long. And that as we start to make these changes in our lives, we don't get discouraged when darkness feels to be coming back or when things don't work out, that we keep pursuing it, that we keep working at incorporating the invitation of Christ uh, to us to come to him, to learn of him, to take his yoke upon us um, so that our burdens may be light. My friends, I wish you a very Merry Christmas uh, and and uh, uh, a good lead up to um, 2021. Um, it's a great time of year. Enjoy it with your families. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm.